Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all for joining us today. I know we are not on our normal day. However, um, all is well. I have things to do tomorrow. And so I still wanted to make sure that we imparted it to and with you today um, to give you this much, much, much anticipated episode, um, which is just a um it, it is it is just a piggyback or a, a, a the sequel, shall we say, to um what two weeks ago, the week before last's episode where we had our special guest, um, Mr. Shante Leggett. Hi, Ashante. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I see you're in the room. Can you hear yes, me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you too. So yes, I was just um just welcoming all of our guests that will come in to hear the live or even the replay. Um gonna go through doing my um little intro um housekeeping. But um and then we'll get started. And so I just want to thank every person for all of their support. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all my new listeners. Thank you so much for rocking and rolling with us here on the Security After Promiscuity podcast. We have a community of women that we are journeying together, redefining our work. We are coming together um, and promoting each other and healing and wholeness. And even if you have a tainted past, a tainted sexual past, good to give you the hope and the, to give you the message of hope that God can still um, purify you. You can still be sure. Ashante, I'm not sure, but I hear like a lot of static in your background. It's like a lot of noise. I don't know if you're running water or you're by um, something, but it, I can hear that. Um, no, I don't know why. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't hear it now, but I was hearing it at first. Oh, okay. My phone was plugged up. I don't know. Oh, that might be it. My, yeah, my phone was plugged up, plugged up to my charger. So. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, because it's clear now. To okay. God. All right. All right. Yeah. So yes, 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 sisters. So welcome, welcome, welcome to our community. It's a safe place. It's a judgment-free yes. zone. Yes. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but we don't have to stay there. Amen. You Amen. can get up today. You can turn your life around. You can dedicate your life to Christ. You can come to know Christ for the first time and he can set you free. Amen. So that's what this um, podcast Amen. is all about. And um, we are in our fourth season, our identity series. And so I'm so excited for it. And I also want to welcome my OGs, my loyal listeners who've been been rocking with me from day one. You guys are so awesome. I thank each and every one of you for whether you're new, whether you're old, because every listen matters, every stream matters, every form of support matters. I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It just means so much to me to get to be y'all bless me, right? Y'all bless me so much. So thank you all for just um rocking with me and just being a part of this journey as we're going forward, redefining our worth. And um also share 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 like comment if you listen on the platform you can comment um i know on spotify i do post questions under some um of the episodes um i think you can just leave a comment on spotify on Podbean. you can leave a comment some of the other ones you may i'm not sure but if you're if you're able let me know holler at your girl communicate with your girl let me know how the podcast is blessing you and um i would love to hear from you so yes comment if you can like on um, the podcast so i can gain more of uh, visibility because we really want to get the message out in front of more women, right? We want to see all our sisters be free. We want to see all our sisters walk in their identity and in the purpose and plan that God has for them. Amen. We want to see all of our sisters arise and become whole, right? We, that's what we want. So I want to get in front of more um, 
in front of more people and you guys just like reviews and when you like the show that helps me do that and also share 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 you may know someone who needs to hear this particular episode or past episode today's episode we're um just doing a sequel to uh marriage material that we did the other week it's about to be super fire um if you listen to the first one the other week you know that it was so fire that the lord truly blessed us through our special guest and so she's here with us again dropping some major jewels um and even you know a little more of her testimony and how god brought her into her kingdom marriage and how god restored and healed her and prepared her to receive the man of god he had for her and how he did it even when she wasn't looking you know and even though she might have gone through some things it didn't deter it didn't taint the purpose and plan god had for her he still had a wonderful man of god that loved her and accept her and is there for her and it has the grace to cover her you know and so and and, and again it's to testify that sis no matter what you went through no matter what your past say no matter where you are god still has a plan and your purpose is still intact so i'm so excited for today's episode i'm going to induce our introduce our special guest here very 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 soon and so we about to get into it amen and so um without further ado welcome 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 to the purity after promiscuity podcast where we're redefining a woman's worth i'm your host janelle renee and today's episode is called marriage material part two we're a sequel from our first episode marriage material the other week we have our special guest miss ashante leggett and she is about to um take the mic and bless us and um continue to you know what god puts on her heart to help um those of us who are are believing for marriage amen and and just to give us some encouragement in that area so um yeah Shante, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience again hi yes my name is ashante again i'm back i'm so excited to be back once we first kicked off the first episode i mean me and my sister janelle began to just talk like an hour after the podcast ended and she was just like you know wow i just kept revealing more and more of my testimony and she's like we need a part two because what we just talked about my fellow listeners need to hear this so i was like yes well amen that's blessed and we came into agreement so yes ladies i am back i am so honored i am so grateful again to be back to allow god lord heavenly father to come in and have his way and to give me the word that you need to hear that is not me but it's him in me and I just am thankful for all the listeners uh, that was blessed from the first Marriage Material podcast. And I'm just excited and um, just grateful, just genuinely grateful for the opportunity to keep allowing God to drop knowledge and to bless you guys' life with my testimony. Because that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to give ourselves you know, unto the body of Christ, unto women, unto those who need encouragement, who needs to see where they want to go. Amen. 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 And I am really in a place where the Lord was taking me on the, the beginning stages of my marriage and really just a foundational aspect of love my god love (laughs) 
that four letter word love that means you know so many so many people can define love in so many different ways there's society's perception of what love there's your own personal perception of love there's god's perception of love and you know what is the first attribute that drew you to God, that drew you to your attraction to another person. May it be even that binds any relationship together. That's good. That binds any relationship together. Everyone's out there. They're looking for love, to be honest. Everybody is looking for love or some kind of satisfaction or some kind of fulfillment mm. in their life to fill that void. You can stuff it with a job. You can stuff it with money. You can stop stuff it with people. Mm. It's a little, there's a hole in everyone's heart. That's a God kind of love hole that only Ooh, God can feel. That only God can feel. Yes. Not people can feel that. Not money, not more things that you like or desire, but only God can feel that. You would never feel satisfied until that hole in your heart is filled with God. Amen. It's filled with God. That's good. That's good. Because I think, honestly, you need to really talk about that because um, I feel like I, I can speak for myself. You know, when you desire marriage, right, um, or even when you know God has revealed to you, that's just a part of his plan for your life. Um, because number one, we know marriage is it, a calling. Yes. Right? You don't yes. want to be married and everybody's not called to marriage. Um, but even when you are called and even when you know God has given you the um, vision and showed you and told you, like, yes, this is a part of your purpose. However, you know, you can you can get to a place or at least I got to a place where the idea and the want and the desire of marriage became an idol because instead of me allowing God to come into that God-sized hole in my heart that I was trying to fill through relationships and through the idea of marriage, I was searching for a person, you know, like a husband or a person to fill that hole instead of really truly allowing God to come in and fill that hole. So I think it's important to really talk about that a little bit and the importance of that and even what that may look like, because I do believe um, that that's God's desire is for us to be truly complete and fulfilled in him. Yes. And the love rock, get your love walk together. <laughs> yes. With him, with him first, right? With him and first, then, for and, sure. And then at anything else is just like, like how the Bible say, when you seek ye the kingdom and all this righteousness first, yes. then all these things will be added unto you. It's yes. like in the marriage or in the, the, you know, the love in the relationship with someone else and all sure. these things just be the addition. Yes. Yes. For sure. For sure. And, you know, honestly, my perception of love i can't tell anybody's story our testimony i can only tell my own my own story but i know growing up in not even a two mother and father household like my father was out of town away so our relationship was long distance my my mother 
you know, so my father was out of town. My mother, you know, wasn't um, in the state, you know, health-wise, mental health-wise to take care of her children. So I was raised under my grandmother. So I wasn't even raised under a, a, a man in a woman household. You see what I'm saying? So I didn't even yeah. see a mother and a father dynamic. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So when I did search for men in my days, I took the love from a man and derived it from either my grandmother's, you see what I'm saying? You know, because my grandfather at the time, by the time I was born, my grandfather had already uh, transitioned. So I didn't see a lot of male figures that I can look up to to see, okay, what is a godly man? What is a man, you see what I'm saying, that I, I would desire to have? But I can only derive it from the different men that came in my life. Hence, I did have a relationship with my mother, and she had a long-term, very long-term, you know, relationship uh, with a man that I also derived certain attributes from his life. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. from bits and pieces, and I used to go to church with him. So I, I, I was familiarized with church um, through my, my mother's relationships and through my own personal father. Our relationship was we would talk, but I know I can always get gifts and he would send money. And so I derived attributes of a man is I can get something from him. Come on. You're talking good. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I literally had to derive and uh, uh, pick different attributes and characteristics from what I saw from what men. Even my grandmother, when she would have different um, relationships, I saw a man in in a romantic point of view. There would there would be a, a you know step grandpappy, you know that will always give her flowers and just romance her and give her you know. Um, chocolate covered, you know, fruits and, and strawberries. And so I saw a romantic side, you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and those are just the pros and you see what I'm saying? There's cons, you know, of relationships that I saw as well as, you know, abuse and mental abuse and physical abuse and emotional abuse. So my perception of a man was literally, I had to pull from different depictions and characteristics of different men that had different influences of my life. Wow. So my love walk looked like, okay, if this is what's supposed to a man treat you, if this is how a man's supposed to treat you. So it was really skewed. It was very skewed. So coming into, you see what I'm saying, a marriage with a skewed point of view of love mm. wow. and perception of what a man is and how a man's supposed to treat you. You see what I'm saying? Instantly, my, you know, my bells and whistles and my alerts went off and I was just like, you know what? I can't depend on a man for nothing because I'm confused. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because in one instance, I'm just like, oh, well, you're a man. You're supposed to you're supposed to give. You know, I look at you as my provider. You see what I'm saying? But I don't look at you as my emotional provider. Oh, you say that again. Say that again. That I can't see you as providing the needs to fulfill my emotional desires or being 
a, a covering or a protector. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And I had to learn, you know, God is my protector. God is, you see what I'm saying? God is no fail. You see what I'm saying? And I even got to a point that I was so sought out for God that I almost would look for a man to be God. You see what I'm saying? Those attributes. Yeah. Yeah. Man can't replace God. I'm still married and God is still my husband. He's still my father. You see what I'm saying? You can't lose. You see what I'm saying? That perception. That's still your relationship. Whatever he is to you, he's still that to you. You see what I'm saying? You can't look for a man to fulfill those God kind of attributes. That's out of order. But I had to learn that. That's good because I don't know how many people really even talking about that. Like you just said that, you know, you're married, but God is still your husband and God is still your father. Like, I think a lot of times the, I guess the, you know, assumption is you get married in the physical in some kind of way. Now that you got a physical husband, mm. that you're still not married to God. Like that you're still not in a covenant with God. That he's yeah. still not, you know, that husband and that provider and that protector and that yeah. keeper, you know, and stuff. And it's, I think it's important for us as women to understand that 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 position that place that God holds doesn't change just because you know our last name changed That's or because it. our relationship status changed. This is how God is choosing to show you in the mm -hmm. physical how much He loves you if you let Him. You know, yeah. Of course, we can make our own choices. We have free will. I almost did it. Um, I've said it on the podcast before. I almost got married. Um, for somebody who was absolutely not the one, he didn't even have no characteristics of a husband. I was like, I, mean, I guess he was a provider, so to speak, um, I guess. But as far as any of the really things that I needed, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't that. But I was still willing to accept him because I just wanted to be married and I just wanted to be in that kind of relationship. And I thought that that would make me feel better. So, right, right. Um, really understanding that no matter what it is. Because your husband can pass away. Your husband can say he's going to leave you. Your husband can do any of these things. But God is eternal. He's, yes, he's yes, yes. But we never can allow ourselves to think or even um, let our, our relationship with God in, in the place that he holds in yes, our life. Yes. Even when you get married, like you right. said, be the bride yeah. of Christ. You're coming in with daddy issues. Look, I'm coming in with daddy issues. <laughs> I'm coming in with, you know, just a, a different perception of what I think a man is. And, you know, like we spoke before, and I'm going to reveal, like God had to reveal to me, like, he's not obligated to you at all. He's a gift I entrusted you with. Mm, mm, mm. And you, you, you know, you, you need to treat him as if you're thankful for him. You seems like I didn't have to bring him to you. He's a gift. He's not a doormat. He's not, you see what I'm saying? A money tree. You see what I'm saying? He's not your counselor, your therapist. You see what I'm saying? He's not supposed to just, just sweep you off your feet and just heal you up and, you know, you know, work through your daddy issues. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And it's like, we put these high expectations on our husbands to come in and be like a Superman. Ooh. 
my gosh. Yeah, I knew you was going to be coming with the fire. <laughs> because sometimes when we're unhealed, um, mm. we haven't addressed our our daddy issues, our mommy issues, yes. our wounds. Yes. That, that, I think that's even an unconscious expectation. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. well, I'm getting married. This is the one. Oh, and don't let you feel like God is the one who brought you together. You're. I think the expectation is even higher. Wow. That you yeah. think that yeah. this person is supposed to come and do all of these, you know, miraculous things like they're mm -hmm. Jesus, you know, like, and we don't understand they're human too. But guess what? He might have wounds too. That's it. He might have had daddy issues and mommy issues too. Maybe That's he it. was rejected and broken. Maybe he was promiscuous and now he's trying to feel like he's worthy. You know, so we, we don't think about the other person and really yeah, even what they need because yeah. we're consumed with what it is like i i i i need somebody to fill my boy i need somebody mm -hmm. to help me i need somebody to heal me i need yeah. somebody to do all these things but that's the thing about covenant and marriage it is mutual like mm. together coming together where you you're supposed to be coming together to help to serve one another mm -hmm. yes that's it that part that part this is like you have to learn your role God had to show me my role, learn my role. And like I was saying, I don't know before, the submitting aspect. And, you know, back to the love aspect, like he had me heavy in that, you know, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, you know, for, you know, it does not boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. That comes to, you know, for, forgive 70 times 70. I looked that up. It said, I think, 460 times or 490 times 70. I was just curious because I would see it in the Bible and I'd just be like, forgive, you know, quickly forgive. How many times should we forgive, Jesus? 70 times 70. People tap out after 10. <laughs> Some people don't make it to 10. <laughs> right. On a good day, it depends. Well, God On a good day. Oh, no, God gave me more grace. So I could probably do a little more <laughs> today. But yeah. so that's a thing though, because is there do you think when you're coming into marriage, especially when you really are kind of on the job training, so to speak, mm. when you're coming into it and you're learning at the same time, do you think that you have a, an unrealistic expectation that your spouse isn't gonna hurt you? For sure. I know for myself, I did. I did. I did have an unrealistic, you know, expectations um, because of the covenant, because of, you know, the promises. You see what I'm saying? And you know, just because my husband knew of my past and knew what I dealt with, you know, I was very open, very transparent. You see what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you know, coming into it, hurt people, hurt people. Yes, that's true. And, you know, you know, I'm continually being processed. You see what I'm saying? Even in the sixth year, I'm continually being, it's a continual studying. You see what I'm saying? We had to study to show ourselves approved. Study, what am I getting into? Like we had marriage counseling, premarital counseling. You see what I'm saying? That's necessary. And we still have the book right now. I have the book right now. I'm looking, uh, you know, into it and I'm going to, you know, point out some point pointers 
in the um marriage um what is it called oh the marriage manual that i got when i was at the church and um before we were even allowed to get you know married we had to go through these courses we had to get the fundamentals that's the part you have to have the fundamentals you see what i'm saying and keeping the fun you know even if you see what i'm saying even if you you may have uh a knowing of what you're getting into or if you don't have a knowing of it of what you're getting into you still have to be mindful that your relationship with christ better be solid oh you said it better be solid it better you better know that you know that you know and i i know for sure without a shadow of a doubt that that is why it kept us six years wow because my relationship with christ was solid because i could see him as alpha and omega and provider i can see him you know where i expected my husband to pick up the slack and where he dropped the ball i knew who i had to go to i knew what i had you know what i had to do i knew i had to get on my face i knew i had to die to myself you see what i'm saying i in walking with holy spirit helping me you see what i'm saying navigating through these things it was solid it was that six it was solid i'll just let you know it was solid before god introduced uh my husband to me he had to make sure i knew who i i had to turn to I knew who I had to put first. He had to be the head yeah. of this covenant. He had to be the head. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And I can't be my, I can't be, no, I can't be God to my husband. Facts. Come on. Cause I, mean, I can't dictate my husband's relationship with God. Ooh, At the end of the day. Girl, you, 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 I know you was going to come just come out the, you know, out the, <laughs> you know gay busting on them like that like wow stop there stop there yeah stop there let's start for a minute you cannot dictate your husband's relationship with god even if he's the man of god that god told you to marry come on but you cannot dictate. So when you get into the, these marriages or when you get into this relationship and you realize that maybe he not as maybe he not as spiritually mature. Come on. Maybe his faith level ain't matching your faith level. Come on. That's where knowing who your God is really comes in. That's <laughs> where knowing how to get on your face and pray for your husband and his relationship yes. and his faith. Yes. That is where that come in. But I think a lot of times when we're so un untaught, we, we go to the nagging. We become the contentious woman. You yeah. know, we're we're yeah. now, you know, trying to, you know, belittle our husband in the in the yeah. attempt to try to encourage them, but we're really kind of going backwards and we're belittling them because we're yeah. we're judging them in their relationship with God yeah. instead of just doing what first peters 3 says that just live out your life yep that's it that part. right and you get in that prayer closet and you cover mm -hmm. him because guess what the bible tells us in corinthians your husband has sanctified you through you yep yep but it's i i bet it takes a lot of discipline yes for sure it does
For sure it does. And I, I, Holy Spirit had to tell me, like I had to be taught, pray for your husband. He don't want to be preached at. He just want to say, you the, you know, you are amazing, babe. I love you. You, you, I thank you for being our provider, you know, and our protector. I thank you for everything you do. You see what I'm saying? And me and my mentality of like, how can I encourage him if I can't encourage myself? How can I sow into him if I'm not sowing into myself? You see what I'm saying? And growing up in a household that was so, you know, mentally, emotionally manipulative, I had to learn that I'm still constantly learning that. You see what I'm saying? And knowing, you know, the Lord has your best interest at heart. Knowing that, you know, you know, what God put together, let no man put asunder. You could be that very man to put asunder. I could, I was that very man I was putting asunder. Come on now. Thinking I'm helping, thinking I'm preaching to him just because I'm seeing something. And it was just like a a soft answer turns away raft. I mean, like it it just be the, it'd be the little things. It'd be your approach. Like I was having, I was, I had to be taught about my approach. Of accusing other brethren. And that's why I had to, that's why God had to remind me, this is a gift constantly. Like this is a gift unto you. Don't mishandle this gift I blessed you with. My God. Mm, mm, Don't mishandle. You see what I'm saying? Just the simple things of how you speak and how you approach. And, you know, water it with grace. Hey, babe, you know, even if you see something that you desire to be done, you know, speak it in love. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're together in this. And you have to learn. I'm sorry for the distraction. You You have to learn your husband. You have to know him. You see what I'm saying? Take off the title and put on, who is he? You see what I'm saying? Who is he aside from the title? Who is he in my life? What does this man bring? You see what I'm saying? The counterpart, the benefit of the counterpart, not in the benefit of, oh, the benefit of what I can get from him. But why did God place him in my life? Mm. Ask those questions. And don't be so super spiritual. When you ask the husband, what is your financial status looking like? You see what I'm saying? Are you in debt? Are you not in debt? You see what I'm saying? These are things I, of the questions that need to be asked. You see what I'm saying? Right. What's your credit score? Exactly. Child support. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it, it, you have to dig. You have to know what you're coming into agreement because you're becoming one. Woo, so it's, not, it's no longer just him. You see what I'm saying? Whatever is on him, on you. Y'all in it together. Whatever on Woo. you is on him. My God. Woo, girl, I'm about to run around this <laughs> dang old room. You listen, 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 ladies. I hope you guys are absorbing this, taking notes, listen to it again. Get catch this because. Listen, this is the real, this is the realistic everyday life part of coming together and merging as one with another person. Even if it's their God ordained spouse, they're still another human being. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yes. So, you know, God is good. I'm just going to, you know, expand the word love because a lot of people may not know. You see what I'm saying? There's different kinds of love. Okay. It says um, the kinds of love, uh, the Greek word for love is eros. Mm -hmm. It's eros means physical, sexual enjoyment of one another. That's that erotic love. Yes. Yes. So, you know, when you're an eros, I know me and, and other women that's listening, that's soul ties. Ooh, come on now. Let's talk about that part um, because it's so important. I just did a video, um, released it on YouTube a couple days ago at the leading of Holy Spirit because I haven't even been on mm -hmm. YouTube in I don't know how long. But one way that you really want to prepare for marriage, whether you think your season is now or is coming in the future, right? You want to break soul ties. Yes, if yes. Person, man or woman, that you had any type of sexual activity with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it don't matter if it was just oral, fingering, passionately right, kissing, right. bumping, right. grinding, humping, you know, anal sex, sex, any type of illicit sex, which means any sex outside of the marriage bed, because sex is designed only within the confines of marriage. So the moment you had any type of sexual activity outside of marriage, you, you sin and that person, because the act of sex does not change just because you mishandle it. So just because you have sex with someone you're not legally married to, doesn't mean that once you have sex with them, you're still not legally married to them in the spirit. You married them in the spirit legally because you became one with them. That's why if you try to go get an annulment, they'll ask you, well, did you consummate the marriage? Which means did y'all have sex? Because that the having a piece of paper, a marriage license, ain't what's making you necessarily married, especially in the spirit. You becoming one with that person in the physical act of sex is what makes you literally bound and um, merged together in the spirit. And even he, that's what they recognize here, even in the world, which is interesting. So every person you have sex with, it's like you married them. Mm. I remember when the Lord revealed that to me. He was like, every person you lay down with, you literally made a covenant with them because I did. He designed sex to be enjoyed, and for a particular purpose, it is to join two people together who are married. It's physical. If you think about it, a man enters into a woman, your bodies are together, y'all are literally like one. Physical. Right. So right. That, that's the purpose of it. So the moment you do that with any person outside of that person that you're married with, then you got, this word so tight is not in the Bible. So what I like to say is, you just, you got a covenant. You got an agreement. Yes, you got an agreement. Yes. For sure. Until For sure. For sure. Because like she said, whatever's on that other person that you become one with, that now it's on you. And whatever's on you is on them. So now whatever was on these people you slept with, that's on you still. Because just because mm -hmm. you broke up in the physical, you didn't. If you didn't sever that so that tie, that agreement in the spirit realm, you still legally, spiritually connected to that person. Yes. And sometimes that's what's preventing people from being married. Mm. Yep. Yep. For sure. You, for sure. And um, 
I can testify that it definitely had an effect because I had to get I had to get broken from a lot of different soul ties. And you see what I'm saying? It affected my I you know my identity if it affected my um confidence my self-confidence my self-awareness you see what i'm saying uh my purity you see what i'm saying um even you know though i was abstinent you know for i say because i had a purity ring um on my finger i had a purity ring before i got married and i kept a purity ring and um i believe i was abstinent for almost maybe a year I was absent before I got married. Congratulations. If I recall, I don't know, maybe less than a year. I'm not sure. But, um, but yeah, even my mentality was really affected even before I wanted to consummate with my husband because of so much damage from soul ties of feeling so dirty and you know unworthy and feeling you see what i'm saying like i defiled my body i don't want to defile my body even anymore but that mentality didn't break off of me just because i got married mm. that mentality of you know i don't want to defile my body it was hard for me too it was hard for me to feel, you see what I'm saying? This is new. This is under Christ. This is under God. This is pure. This is legal. You see what I'm saying? This is not what was there. This is, you know, this is what is supposed to, you know, feel pure and feel, and feel, yeah. you know, um, loving and feel light. You see what I'm saying? It shouldn't have no guilt or condemnation uh, attached to it. It just should feel natural. It should feel freeing. You see what I'm saying? But honestly, you know, if those who are dealing with promiscuity and you're coming to, you know, a marriage, you see what I'm saying? And you haven't fully severed a lot of those soul ties from your past, you, I came in feeling like consummating the marriage with my husband and, and going into intercourse, I felt dirty. I'm just going to be honest. But that's real. And I think you need, these are the conversations people need to hear because again, we, we, we assume that like magically things somehow change because you say I do. And that's not always the case. That's not, that's probably not the case at all. And like, it's a real thing to, even if you were pr pr promiscuous and then you start being accident, you know, and then now it's time for you to have sex again. You can't assume that your mindset is automatically going to shift and be like, yeah. oh yes, I, okay, I'm ready. I want to enjoy this. Cause you, you don't know until you get into it and you may feel that reluctance. You may feel that, you know, um, being uncomfortable with it. You may feel like, oh no, that's dirty. Because I've heard stories like that of people who even, even was virgins, they didn't want to, you know, have sex because they just felt, you know, they were even taught, you know, it's sometimes even about what you're taught, you know, that sex is dirty and this and this and that. So now when you're supposed to do it, now you feel all weird about it exactly. and you're coming in with, and now that can create an open door for the enemy to come in within your marriage because most men are sexual. They, they want to enjoy their wife.
They want to connect. They want to become intimate. And when you withhold that, or even if your energy all weird, when you do it, you tense and you don't make them feel like you is loving and you know you engaging with them and stuff. They sense that that then they feel rejected. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So it was definitely a harder transition. And, and it didn't take but a married woman of God to say, like, how is that fair? He's not them. Why should he have to pay for your past decisions? This is all new to him. You see what I'm saying? This is, you said, how was this fair? How was that fair to treat him or to have him to pay for? You see what I'm saying? Things that you did in your past. You see, And she had to really tell me, like, you know, all things are created new. You are a new creature in Christ. You are a new creation. Mm-hmm. I had to literally mentally dismantle the old mindset. It said literally create you in me a, a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me. You know, you're a new creature in Christ. Many people quote it. But they don't want to be real about the transition into it. Oh, my God. And what that looks like. And what that feels like. And having wise counsel on somebody speaking into your life, pertaining to certain situations and issues. You know, because I'm not exempt. I'm not the only one that's dealing with, that dealt with that. Oh, absolutely not. I To be honest, Ashante, you know, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to respond if I'm honest. You know, um, because not only was I promiscuous, and even though it's been many, many moons, but I still was, and I still carried guilt and shame for a long time, and I still was sexually abused, and I was still raped, and those things brings another level of feeling Mm. filthy and dirty. Um, You know what I'm saying? And so now, even being abstinence over a, a long amount of time, I still don't know. To be totally honest, like, yes, the idea in my mind is, wow, I'll get to enjoy this beautiful love under a covenant the way God designed it and it's legal and it's without sin. And, you know, I get to do it right and, you know, have the the, the grace of God on it and all of these things in my mind. But to be honest, I don't know if when that time come, if I'm a clam up because I don't, I've not, never been in that situation. My last mm. experience with sex was in sin and it was within a very abusive relationship. So I don't know with being faced. I pray to God that he healed me enough because my, my prayer is always God heal me so much that I don't hurt him when you give him to me. That's like, good. Heal me. Heal me to the point that I don't damage him Mm. when you give him to me, right? Mm. I don't want him to feel rejected because I'm still dealing with issues from my past. You know what I'm saying? So Mm. I think as women, we got to be aware. Like we can, we think in our mind, our mind can give us all kinds of fantasies and make us think, yeah, it's going to be all good. But because you and your yo, you feeling him when you court in, he find you like him. Y'all y'all can't you feel like you can't wait, you can't wait. But then when when it's that time, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, it was beautiful. It did feel new. I will be honest, once we consummated, when we got married, literally as soon as we walked out, you know, I cried. I cried during the time. And it it, it felt like a new awakening. I felt like a new person. I, you see what I'm saying? It felt very, you know, blessed and, and, and wow. God really was, it was like emotionally intense. It was, it was so beautiful. It was almost like a release. 
it was just like i i released that you released your past and all that you were yeah and i did want to be you know i did want to say that it's it didn't happen in the first initial transaction you see what i'm saying the first initial consummation it's over time those little things that start to creep in yeah but that's good because when we have when we have the information we know how to pray you know when we had the information up front now i know how to pray like well lord heal me heal and i and that's a prayer that i do pray but heal my sexual experiences you know, my sexual, heal my body from the memory. Come on now. Wash me with the blood of Jesus and That's heal it. my body, heal my vaginal area, heal, you know, my um, vaginal wall, heal my labia, heal my clitoris, you know, like heal my, my cervix, heal, heal all of my, you know, tissues in that has anything to do with my, um, with my vagina and remove all the memory recall yes, from my past experiences that's good that just came to me so i gotta be holy spirit because i do pray things on the long those lines but i didn't pray that before exactly so obviously that is something holy spirit wants us to pray um because the bible said we have not because we ask not and so who's to say god cannot you know erase the memory out of your body out of your body of experiences you had before christ or even before you came to live pure before you dedicated your life to back to the lord or whatever who's to say he can't he can because we know that there is nothing impossible for god so ladies go take it to the lord pray about it but if he confirm it to you pray pray i'm gonna do it pray that god will uh, the lord would by the blood of jesus will erase all the memory recall out of your body and your vagina even your breasts whatever turns you on whatever yeah. you the light you know yeah. how to, i mean come on let's keep it real like because we keep on. it honest, open open and transparent <laughs> on the podcast you know you had that one person you used to date or you used to you know what i'm saying you know y'all used to you know have be sex buddies or whatever and they they was like they just knew how to do it they just knew how to do it like that. <laughs> and see sometimes we even subconsciously carry that in our mind and in our body so then we can get married to this amazing man okay he don't do it that way but now we feel like oh we're not satisfied because we're now comparing him to the person that we was having sex in our scene we was having some old nasty filthy dirty sex you know what i'm saying but now when we come into having this good sex this beautiful beautiful sex that got created in the marriage bed we now we we mad and we not and we upset because we expect him to perform how old do used to perform five years ago who used to hit it and then he probably used to knock you upside your head or he probably used to break your heart or get up and leave and ask you what you're doing and where you about to go because he that's all he wanted from you you know what i'm saying but we gotta ask god to re- remove those things because the enemy will try to use those things to drive a wedge between your marriage and especially your sex life because intimacy is so important and sex is not the only way you you are intimate with with your spouse but it's definitely something that men men they really they are very sexual they're very physical and so you know you want to ask god remove even the memory of that of the person that you felt like was the person who used to do it the best or the person that always just knew how to you know you know get you to that point or the person who just you know it was always good whatever the case and because they wasn't your husband 
Don't let the enemy use anything to come in and try to drive a wedge um, and bring some strife or dissension or animosity between you and your spouse, especially um, at all, but especially not in um, the area of, you know, really coming together, being one physically. Because you have to remember in Christ, all things is holy and sanctified. That's worship. Come on now. I had to be taught coming together is worship. Coming together is a God-designed intercourse, God-designed practice to bring, multiply, be fruitful and multiply. God ain't going to bring anything together that ain't going to be fruitful. Come on now. Or that doesn't give him glory or bring him glory. Everything he did, everything he is, is good. Everything God is, is good. Everything he made is good. And when he made man and woman, he said they are very good. Come on now, you preaching, girl. You preaching. (laughs) (laughs) You better know he said that everything else he created was good. He looked at mankind. He said, oh, we y'all very good, okay? He said, look, I didn't outdid myself this time. (laughs) Right. It's not good for man to be alone. Let me make you a help meet. Yeah. He didn't say, let me make you an equal. Come on, these dominated uh, women that want to be the alpha males of the relationship. Come on there. That's out of order and out of balance. <laughs> you, you, you have a strength in your femininity. Come on. That your strength is in, in being exactly who God created you to be. Feminine, soft, gentle. Not that men should not be gentle, especially with you, but the men are hard. The men are rough. You know, the men, yeah. you know, they they have, you know, those domineering, more like um attributes. And so they're the protector. They have to. You don't want no right. soft pillow man. Man, listen, I mean, I don't mind a man being, you know, having I mean, his emotions. The point, yeah, with your emotions, yes, but you have to know that your 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 spouse, the head of the household, is covering you. And for he sure. better go out there, somebody coming, he better, <laughs> he better go get, get, listen, he better be about it, about it. <laughs> Even spiritually, like, you better know how to go in warfare, you better know how to go get back the enemy up. Yes, yes. For sure, for sure, for sure. But yes, we we were made from, God created us. He molded us. He took a rib out of Adam, the first Adam, and created us to be the helpmate. When you create something, you taking its time. You looking at it. It's almost like when you a, a clay. He, you know, God is the clay master. He took a he took the rib and he saw the rib. He said, "What am I gonna create out of this rib? I'm gonna create a sculpt, a beautiful work of art. She's gonna have a womb. She's gonna be a woman. Her body is designed to carry things that a man can't carry, to bear children, to birth children, to carry children. You see what I'm saying? To be a sounding board, to just be a a, a mighty woman, to 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 be the 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 one, Lord Heavenly Father, to keep 
everything, you know, working together for his good. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know, when they find a wife, they find a good thing hey. and it brings favor. Come on now. So she carries favor. Mm. Yes. Into yes, your life. Ooh, that's good. She carries favor. Well, so good right there. Into your life. At least we should be. <laughs> as, as the women of God, we should be, you know, and, and yes, that's, yes. that's the importance of being healed and being whole and dealing with your issues and being honest exactly. with yourself and with God and, and, and seeking therapy, counseling, whatever it is you need mm. to be a yes. whole person, right? Marriage yes. should be two whole people, not perfect, two whole people, whole people coming together, entering into a union, a covenant unto God. And God should be that third strand. He should be the center, the anchor, the glue that holds it all together, Ooh. right? Um, but yeah. the moment we get anything outside of that, that's where we can Ooh. see these different, you know, marriages or different issues that come up in marriages. And because see, yeah. I think for women, I can speak for the single women because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be single for long, but um, yeah. as a single woman, I think sometimes you just get so consumed about wanting to be married that you do not spend a lot of time. I am. We go, we, we go upload it. So don't worry, Francis. We got you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, you get so consumed with the idea of marriage and the idea of the wedding and the idea of the wedding dress and this big, you know, mm -hmm. fantasy mm -hmm. that you make in your mind that you sometimes you forget the part that you need to prepare, right? You yes. need to prepare mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, yes. financially, yes. spiritually. You need to present because like she, like Shante said, you're a gift and he's a gift. God ain't giving no, he said he gives good gifts to his children. Every good and every perfect gift comes from above. So you mm. should be your best. You should be yes. the best version of yourself. And then there is a level probably of healing and wholeness and growing that will come in the marriage, but you shouldn't be a broken person enter into a marriage because then you're going to be looking for him to be your doctor or your nurse mm -hmm. and when he and when he needs to just be your husband that's it that's it yes like we're fearfully and wonderfully made god took his time with us so we have to be mindful of you know what what how can a wife meet their husband's needs by, you know, living a, a simple life, you know, beauty is fleeting, you know, these motivate men, you know, you know, how, if this is how you influence an unsaved man, it will work on a saved man. You see what I'm saying? I'm just reading out of uh, the marriage manual and it says, um, there are two major reasons why, you know, marriage can fail. You know, men and women enter with great expectations, but limited training, caring skills, knowledge of how to please one another. Men and women are probably, you know, lacking understanding of one another. You know, um, entering to marriage, you know, do not have much knowledge or skills are necessary to meet his wife's needs. You know, the essential needs, you know, don't 
concentrate on just your outward beauty, adorning to change him. You see what I'm saying? Outward beauty may catch his eye, but inward beauty will change his heart. Be meek, gentle, mild, quiet, calm, peaceful, tranquil. You know, talk to him, with him, you know, about him with respect and honor. Show reverence like Ephesians 5.33. Call him, you know, it tells you, you know, your, your, your husband is your Lord. Calling him Lord. You know, that may work from one person or another. My husband you know he didn't he didn't feel that he wasn't feeling that but you know <laughs> you, you never know there's those out there in different cultures you see what i'm saying that do call their husbands lord you know it's in the bible first peter three and six look it up fact check it Amen. you know this is not you know implying calling him master and you will be his safe it's implying just a respectful speech. You know, women speak an average of 25,000 words a day. A man's 12,500. This is part of the reason, to a guideline on the kind of speech is given to the wife and probably the biggest area of offense. <laughs> so, you know, we can talk, but it's, it matter, it's a matter of what are you saying and how you're saying things and what, and what are you approach, you know, how you are approaching him. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, how... Uh, how wives can you know sometimes be you know offend you know your husband and being mindful of that you see what i'm saying bossiness giving pushy advice you know <laughs> bossy you know discrediting his feelings and desires you know being mindful of that you know if a wine is it will use her keen sensitivities to listen and to and to hear what her husband's little likes and dislikes are and pick up on those subtle statements she can please her husband first corinthians seven thirty four to be pleasing to and to be acceptable to and to en endeavor to please or render service making an effort to understand his work and job and find out every day what it is his most things that he needs god is intentional he was telling me how to pray for my husband you see what i'm saying the boulders the weight on his shoulders especially a black man he carries in secret that he has to keep tucked away because you see what i'm saying he can't be made to see that he can't handle them so he it's things that he won't say come on now but holy come spirit on. if you would it tapped in will reveal specific things to pray about and i yeah. i you know i live by this book it's called the power of a praying wife by stormy omar go out start praying for your husband in existence even now right now you don't have to wait till he's here pray for your husband now you see what i'm saying and be in be aware and sensitive with his intimacy, you see what I'm saying? And you know, going back to, you know, the love, the kind of love you have to carry, you see what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, it's not your marriage, it's God's marriage. Come on. It's not your way about doing things. Die to that, submit to that. If you ain't submitted up to God, I'm gonna tell you right now, you ain't gonna submit unto your husband. That's what the word said, though. It says it in Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit unto your own husbands as unto the Lord for your husband, you know, to love you as Christ loved the church. But it's like you have to know how to come under his mission. Submission is you be his doormat. Yes. 
Submission is not him lording over you. Submission is not you, you know, being under his foot. But submission is your willingness to come under the mission. Where is he leading you? Where are y'all going? You know, where what, what is what is in y'all future? What is the steps y'all taking? You know, you need to be able to come under the mission that he had that God has given him. And trust that if you feel he off. If you feel like he getting it wrong, God know how to correct him. If he submitted, that's it. If he submitted unto Christ, if he listens, and that's why my prayer would be like, Lord, I need a husband who don't just know you, but hear you and listen to you. That's the problem is we get so in, in, in inundated with the idea of marriage, 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 husband, 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 wife, wife, wife. We don't understand like what kind of person do you want? I need a man that I can trust his that he hear God and he yes. listens to him. So when I go into the prayer closet, when he needs to be course corrected i i am confident that god is going to speak to him and he's going to submit unto god yes that part you submit one to yes. another yes one to another you better better know that you know that he hears from god because there's many times i saw the lord convict my husband in front of my face from private prayers he ain't heard my husband ain't heard but i spoke to god about Oh, he checked his son. I said, this your son, Lord? So you have to know. That's why it's so, it's so imperative. You see what I'm saying? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. He will help you. He will send the Holy Spirit to navigate you through these things. Like he's navigated me through six years. Wow. By the grace of God. Yeah. We got Francis on and he um they're saying God bless you for these genuine realities, but also they said few know these truths, these gems that you know we're saying today um on, on today's podcast. And this is why Holy Spirit really needed us to get on here and do a part two because people he wants people to have healthy marriages and godly marriages. Yeah. And a godly marriage is 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 different than a worldly marriage. You might see a worldly marriage and they may can do a lot of things within their marriage. There may not be no respect. There may not be no submission. They may don't know how to cover each other. They may don't know how to speak life over each other. They may don't know how to do do those things because it's of the world. But when you are of God, God has a standard yes, for does. marriage and he yes. wants his sons and daughters to come together and create yes. a, a beautiful union yes. that other people can look to and can be a reference so so they can say oh that's how you do it that's how you do it that's how that's what it looks like to be in a healthy marriage and you submit one to another that's what it looks like to honor your husband to respect him to come under the mission that's what it looks like for uh, for the husband to love his wife as christ loves the church that is what it looks like you know to be submitted to god in your in your marriage and god still is your husband even though you have a husband and god is still the head of, of your life even yes. though your marriage you're still individuals and you still have an individual relationship with God and God is still the head and the center that he's still in his position as Lord over your life even though you're married he's even Lord over your marriage and you use the reference in the word of God to continue to make sure that you are patterned after the way God designed his marriages for sure for sure and I thank you Francis you know uh to God be the glory um, for allowing me to be able to speak 
on those subjects that many people don't know. And uh, uh, for Janelle uh, presenting the platform, um, thank God for you, thank God for your life. Um, and, and it's so imperative because these are the things that I wish somebody would have been real to me about. Yeah, yeah. Not that I, not that it didn't come to me over time. You see what I'm saying? But in the beginning, in the, in the stage of, you know, preparing to meet my husband, but God is so faithful and he's so genuine to the point that he brought us together for a purpose and a plan. And a submission is to, is to submit under what he's going to do with this covenant. Come so on now. Your own personal desires get pushed on the wayside. Come on. Girl, you ooh, where is the offering play today? And you have to submit under the 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 God ideas, insights, and purpose that that He put you and your husband together for. You may wow. yeah, that's what you're saying. You may look at another worldly marriage and it's like desire that, but they don't have God. They can have all these things that glitters and gold and all of this, you know, false love on, on a camera, or you see what I'm saying, and all this money and they're traveling and do a lot of this. If it's not under God, you're not even in purpose. Mm, my God. You're not even in purpose. Wow. wow. So, so you know, absent of God is absent of purpose, absent of identity, absent of, you see what I'm saying, what it is that you're really supposed to do. And I had to learn that. Like I was fighting the purpose mm -hmm. that God had placed in my husband's life for us. My God. And it, to the point he was just like, Go ahead. You can try to create your Ishmael. I'm trying to give you Isaac. Ashante, listen here, girl, woman. <laughs> How Jesus said to his mother, woman. <laughs> listen here. Wow. You said God told you, you can go ahead and try to create your Ishmael, but I'm trying to give you your Isaac. Girl, I, listen, I almost literally took my hat off and just threw it across this room. <laughs> Because that just was a that just preached all by itself. Listen, I'm trying to create your Ishmael, but he's trying to give you an Isaac. My God, trust in God, trust in God, trust in what He has to do for you and who he has to bring into you. And I want to say, you know, one more thing before we get off. God, He said the latter is going to be greater than the than the beginning. Yeah. I don't know the, the scripture that, you know, you know, I to be greater than our past. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Than our, than our previous days. And you see, everyone see what's going on, especially in America. So you think, you know, God's not going to get his last word or his last say marriage is about to start popping up to just literally dismantle any kind of identity appropriation or any kind of identity disintegration that's uh, i bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. all those transgenders and 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 trying to uh in in infiltrate identity blockers and gender blockers you think god ain't gonna you know come in with a man and a, and a woman and in in his original content in his original creation you don't you don't 
you know, that can't stand. So those who are, are desiring, you know, uh, a spouse, come on, wake up. Look at God's original plan. Look at it. Look at his, you see what I'm saying? Look at the multiplication of what God is doing. Don't look at the world from the point of view of the world system. Look at the point of view from the kingdom. We are in the days of being fruitful and multiplying. Come on now. You may see it in another way, but God sees it as, okay, I'm just going to be more intentional of bringing forth fruit, bringing forth people who's going to, you know, come together and produce fruit, bringing together marriages uh, exceedingly and abundantly. That's what I just heard. My God. Exceedingly and abundantly. Absolutely. God is definitely going to raise up a standard. That's what the Bible says. It says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord, he will raise up a standard against him. And the enemy is coming like a flood to pervert marriage, whether it's marriage between a man and a woman or if it's a same sex marriage. You know, the, the whole goal of the enemy is to kill, steal and destroy. And he has been really trying to kill, steal and destroy the um, the whole uh, sanctity and marriage. And he's just been doing it in, in multiple ways, you know, and but God is going to raise up a standard against him. And, you know, whatever we see or whoever been divorced or separated or whoever, you know, has entered into some kind of you know, um, ungodly marriage or whatever the case may be, God is going to raise up a standard because he is a just God. Because he, he is, he is a God of truth. And we know that, you know, his truth will make us free. So he's got to raise up those yes. who he can use and even put their covet their marriage, even in on a platform. That's right? it. Because he, he wants the world to see what does godly marriage look like? What does it look like when God ordains your marriage? What does it look like when you have God as your foundation? What does it look like when you do things God's way? He's going to begin to promote that and put that on platforms and in, in, in front of, you know, media and things like that, because we see the, the opposite a lot. We see the opposite a lot. We see yeah. all the other things. And so God is raising up a standard, especially with marriage, because covenant is it is just it is just so powerful covenant yeah. is so powerful and it's such a reflection of his love and, and his yes, relationship yes, with mankind and so you know he's definitely going to raise up a standard against the plan of the enemy because the enemy is just using people he's using and perverting and distorting people's minds you know and getting people in confusion and, and getting people in perversion to their to their doing things they don't even know you know they're they, they getting in stuff they don't even know they don't even know the things you know that they're doing or the wrath of god that could come against them or the sin you know and all these things that really they're entering into by by doing these things because these things are going against god God, it's going against creation. It's going against his order. But, you know, God is doing something great and amazing. Yes, he is. He, he is. is really, he is really raising up yes. marriages. He is raising up kingdom marriages. He is aligning into individuals together. He's going to be sending, you know, people out two by two, just like Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. The Lord is getting, because there's power in numbers, to, you know, get a good reward for their labor, to, you know, put 10,000 to flight. And yeah. so God is bringing covenant together because it's a specific purpose. 
And yes, you will be in love. And yes, you will experience all the benefits and fruits of marriage. But the purpose is to be the example and the reference, Mm -hmm. you know, for what godly marriage looks like and covenant looks like, you know. And so I'm excited for um, what God is going to do. I'm excited for, you know, just to continue to see God move and many testimonies come forth of how God orchestrated, you know, people's marriages and, you know, how people can test, have a testimony such as yourself of how God restored you, you know, restored your identity, restored, you know, you back to your your place of purity and and godliness and 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 still you was able to have a husband who can love you and accept you for you and you didn't have to hide or live in shame or guilt or under fear that oh if he finds out maybe he'll leave me or reject me you were able to be very transparent and honest with your husband and he was able to he had the grace to to cover you he had the grace to accept you for you and so i think that is really the most beautiful part of your story because i think at least for me the the fear be okay what if i get this guy right what if god bring me this guy what if i get the guy that i believe god said you know and then i tell him about my past and he's like wait that's too much right right you know that that can be that could be the the thoughts that you know try to um you know overwhelm your mind but to hear a true testimony of someone who's like hey i was totally transparent and honest i told him up front he knew what he was getting into and he still chose me anyway because i believe that's the same grace that god is going to place on our specific individual husbands that they'll be able to carry you know carry the weight of who we are and and what and what you know we gone through and and, sure, it won't, sure. and they won't be they won't be ashamed or embarrassed yeah. Yes. You know, they won't judge us. You know, they'll love us with, like, Christ loves the church, amen. He loves the church to the point that his love heals. You know, it heals. It, yeah. it sets free, right? And so um, that's the way these men will be able to love us, and we'll be able to submit unto them and respect and honor them as unto the Lord. Um, so, so we're giving God glory mm. so that we're glorifying him in just our posture in our marriage. You know, yeah. all of the things that Ashante, you know, spoke, just so many jewels. It's like, I, I'm going to probably have to re-listen to this episode for real because <laughs> it was just so, I mean, if you could see, if you could have seen how um, the listener, uh, Francis, was giving hearts, you know, uh, comment and responding, you know, they, they said um, twice that they really want to get the audio. They really want to get the audio. So I let them know that it's going to be uploaded. But um, and to even say that many people don't know this stuff, you know, and and which is sad um, because most of everything we talked about was in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. For so, sure. For sure. This is all God. This is all God. Absolutely. But to God be the glory that he's, he knows that some, a lot of us don't know. He knows a lot of us didn't have that example. Right. He knows right. that a lot of us just don't know what real love is and true love is. And he still is so gracious and so kind and merciful to allow two, two women who, you know, just say yes to get on a podcast and to, you know, be obedient. And, yeah. and, it, can, and it can bless so many. So right. I'm just excited. Yeah. I thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Ashante. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. just... Just the value you added today and just the juice you dropped. I think so many women are can be better women and will be better wives if they heed, you know, the word of the Lord, if they take heed to what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Um, and so I just pray that God blesses you 
for your transparency, your willingness, um, for, for your giving your testimony, taking time out your day to just minister to the women and help us to prepare to walk in our godly marriages and to continue to trust God and keep God first and, you know, continue to be just solid in our relationship with Christ as we're entering into these marriages. Um, it is just uh, such a blessing. It truly is. So I thank you so, 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 so much. Um, yeah. You know, today's podcast was um, was just, it, it just was more than I even expected. And God just really has, has blown my mind, really, truly. So I'm so grateful. And I just want to thank every listener. Thank you for all who will listen thank to the replay. Um, again, if you would like to uh, reach out, um, feel free if you want to leave a comment. Um, even on the replay, you, you can. Um, and the book that she referenced was um, The Power of a Praying Wife by Stormy. Um, it's on Martian. I got the book too. I got it on like a um, dig digital version, but I've read that book, I think two or three times um, at different seasons of my life. And it's a very powerful book. Yes. Yes. Um, so pick that book up, ladies, pick up your Bible, make sure that the book you pick up the most is the Bible um, because a lot <laughs> of your tools, a lot of, you know, your instruction is in there and, um, you know, continue to seek God on how you should prepare, pray for your husband even now, Pray that God, you know, will um, remove the memory recall of all the sexual, you know, encounters and experiences you have from your body and your mind. So yes. you can go into your marriage pure and holy. Ask him to help you break soul ties um, in Jesus name. So yes. you can be um, prepared and um, just trust God and follow his leading and um, be obedient to whatever he tell you to do. Even Esther had to go through preparations. She she had to be prepared. She had to go through beauty treatments for, you know, 12 for 12 months, you know, she went through different beauty treatments in preparation to just go before the king. Mm. To just go before him, not even to knowing she was going to be queen. But she had to go through preparation. So the preparation is so important. It can't be skipped. You can't cut corners. You really want to be truly prepared because marriage is serious, is real. Yeah. Um, you will yeah. experience things because it's life. But you, if you're prepared and, and you stay rooted in Christ, you know, you can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You will be an overcomer in Christ Jesus. So um, thank you to each and every woman, to even a man. You know, I pray that the podcast blessed you as well. Um, listen to the replay, share, share, share. Um, and I just pray that the Lord blesses you and keeps you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you and grant you his peace. And I want you to always remember that your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy. Bye. Bye.